BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Now, talking local, regional, and international NASCAR racing, here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. The NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour kicked their 2019 season off at Myrtle Beach this past weekend, where a five-time champion found his way back into victory lane, as well as a rookie over at the Junior Motorsports Stable collected his first win at Hickory Motor Speedway. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast, Wednesday, March 20th. Lots of short track racing action happening. I'm Hannah Newhouse here in the Concord, North Carolina location, joined by Kyle Rickey out there in Connecticut. Welcome back, Kyle. We've missed you. I missed being here last week. Uh, it looked like you guys had a good time, though, in the studio. I got your voicemail, by the way, uh, that you and Andy Sice left. Good. Yes, we had to make sure that you felt included. We didn't want you to think that you were being replaced here in Concord. I mean, it was a good time, though. So thanks again to Andy for coming on. But speaking of which, he made his way down to Myrtle Beach this past weekend as well, where the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour kicked their season off. And Doug Kobe, five-time champion, found his way back into victory lane. Could we see him go for six? And a little bit of a surprise there because Myrtle Beach has not been historically his best track in, in the first couple of races that the Modified Tour ran at. So the fact that that he got off to a good start for the first time in, in three years is a telling sign that he's going to be in contention for this sixth championship, especially that his closest contenders the last couple of years for the title Justin Bonsignor and Timmy Salamito each had tough days and finished outside the top 10. So not only did he win, but he has a little bit of a cushion now in points heading to South Boston. Yeah, Bonsignor, who came home 12th and Salamito in 28th. But that win for Kobe didn't come easily. He actually had to overcome adversity. He got a nail in his tire really early on in the race. And so it'll be cool, as we've said in the past. Kobe always goes into the season, gets a little bit behind, and then plays catch-up throughout the rest of the season to contend for that. And, I mean, he's leading the points right now going into South Boston next weekend. So it'll be definitely an interesting story to follow. Yeah, won the poll, had to start at the back, as you mentioned, made his way up through the field, had to conserve his tires perhaps a bit differently uh, than he would have if he would have started from the pole. So I'll be interested to, to chat with Doug here in a little bit to see how that strategy might have changed between uh, qualifying, and then the start of the race because of that tire change with, with the nail. And John McKennedy, who brought that home second, followed by Jimmy Blewett, Patrick Emerling, and Chris Pastriak, who actually got his first top five, I believe, since like 2009, I think is what the stat was. So um, cool to see a strong run for him there, but also short track racing over here in the Carolinas kicked off at Hickory Motor Speedway with two twin late model stock races. Jacob Hefner, who was the track's reigning champion, collected that first win and also a guest we're going to have on a little bit later in the show, Adam Lemke, collected his first win out of the Junior Motorsports Stable in his debut. First time at Hickory Motor Speedway, and this is fresh off, uh, I guess, a pretty nasty crash the week prior in the Cars Tour season opener. He'll be running that this season as well. A very strong field of cars at Hickory Motor Speedway. 18, I believe, took the green flag in both of the twin features. 
Adam finished sixth in race number one and obviously learned a lot for race number two and was able to pick up the checkered flag, uh, like you mentioned, driving for junior motorsports this year and hoping to follow uh, in the footsteps of the likes of uh, William Byron, who has found so much success at that team a couple of years ago. And we did. We've seen junior motorsports have success with these young drivers, including Jagger Jones, who we recently had on, won his race with junior motorsports last year as well, now a contender in the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West. But when we return, we get on the phone with Doug Kobe to talk about that first win at Myrtle Beach Speedway. Is your check engine light on? Don't ignore it. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let our professional parts people scan your vehicle for free. We'll retrieve the codes, discuss possible solutions, and even help you find a professional technician if needed. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today for our free check engine light help. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner, every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. The NASCAR NASCAR Whelan Modified Tour kicked their season off this past weekend at Myrtle Beach, where five-time champion Doug Kobe found his way back into victory lane, and we're joined now by Doug on the guest line. Doug, congratulations on that win this weekend at Myrtle Beach. Hannah, thanks so much. Uh, Nice to hear your voice on the other end of the line. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> glad you're a new addition to the team this season uh, of course I'm going to have to hear from Kyle I'm sure with some snarky comments for me I love it he's already prepped you we uh we talked about the adversity you had to overcome and you know how it's been I would want to say tradition in a bad way the last couple of years to have you actually have to come back through the point standings to make a change or make a run for that championship but what's it like starting the year off with a win at a place like Myrtle Beach Oh, it feels really good. I think it um, kind of shows that we've been doing our homework, and even though we've had some bad finishes down there the last couple of years, uh, we pretty much know why, and we fixed it and went out there and just just had a phenomenal car. Um, you know, this wasn't this wasn't a race that was won on pure strategy. This was a race that was won because our car could really do anything it wanted to the whole race, and I think. Uh, at every point in the race, whether we were racing on new tires or old tires, I think I had the best car uh, of anybody out there and uh, certainly proved it by coming from the back of the field a few times. And then we ran really strong on our uh, original set of tires for a really long time. You know, a lot of people came in and pitted around lap 55 for a right rear tire, and we stayed out until lap 100 uh, on the original tire. So uh just kind of shows that we had a re- really well-balanced car and 
Uh, Phil and the guys did a great job all weekend just giving me something that I could, you know, drive up through the field with. I have no snarky comments for you <laughs> yet, Doug. Not but yet. Not yet. The, I'm prepared not, for not you, yet, though. I want to know about the screw that was found in the tire uh, and obviously not happy with the ruling after winning the poll, having to start at the back of the field. Uh, what goes through your mind uh, when, when you find out, one, there's, a, there's an issue with the tire, and two, when you're told you have to start at the back, even though it was, uh, I guess, a, a safety issue more, more than anything? Yeah, you don't have to look too far on Twitter to find out what was going through my mind uh, at the time. You know, I wasn't happy. My team wasn't happy because it, it wasn't something that, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, NASCAR just drove us through the junkyard in the back of the track on a, you know, a part of the track that uh, nobody had been driving on at all. You know, it wasn't like they took us down pit road and, you know, we staged the cars and just had dumb luck where we picked something up. I mean, we drove through literally a junk field to get to the staging area and i was the first car through there so it's not surprising that i'm the one that picked something up in my tire um you, you know when it happened uh we we thought that they would say oh yeah we made them drive back there and we'll give them the tire and then immediately they told us we had to go to the back and there was really no discussion about it so it was really frustrating you know uh, especially since we did qualify on the pole and since myrtle beach is such a a difficult track on tires that, you know, if you can start first and kind of set a pace out front with a guy like John McKennedy, who's also not going to push his equipment, uh, we both could have, you know, saved everything, you know, the whole time. And instead I had to go start 32nd and, and come through the field and make sure we didn't even go a lap down. So uh, it was uh, very frustrating. And I've been pretty vocal in a bunch of my other interviews about uh, why I think it was a bad, de bad decision, uh, bad decision for the series, I, I believe. And I'd also seen one of your um, post-race interviews as well. You'd made a comment about how you guys didn't win that race on pit strategy. At the end of the day, you guys still passed the most amount of cars, had a great car all day. But you do mention how Myrtle Beach is very abrasive on tires. With these live pit stops, how do you guys set up strategy for something like that, and especially where you had to start at the back of the field? Oh, you really can't. You know, in an ideal world, you'd love to say when you come in for tires, but you don't know when the cautions are going to fall, and you have to take advantage of the cautions when they come. And I, I know there are a lot of guys who had saved a couple tires uh, who were saying, you know, if one more caution had come out, we would have pitted and we would have passed you. And, um, you know, I, I think they're forgetting I had a tire in the bank too, so I had a right rear I could have taken. And a lot of them took two tires that lap. I think we came in at lap 101 or something like that, and a lot of them took two tires and uh, they didn't look too good 10, 15 laps later. So I can only assume if they had an opportunity to take two tires again, they wouldn't have looked too good 10, 15 laps after that. So um, it's a crazy deal because you'd love to be able to come up with the ideal strategy, but you really don't know how your car is going to go away. Um, it's going to go away. That's a guarantee at Myrtle Beach. You just don't know when, and you just don't know if you're going to get a caution that falls to let you try to fix the problem in the pits. So, um, I hate to say that I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot more because we won. Um, but man, is it, it is a chess match and it is crazy to try to figure out what the right move to make is. And quite frankly, I thought that maybe we had come in for our three tires too soon. I would have liked to have waited another 15 laps, uh, pretty much like everybody else. But that's why, uh, Phil Moran is a great crew chief and decided we were going to do three right then and, uh, certainly made the right call. 
32 cars made the trip to Myrtle Beach. A lot of familiar names and faces and a few new sprinkled in as well throughout the field. Uh, how do you foresee the 2019 season uh, playing out as far as the, not only the competition that you're going to have to face for another championship, but just the health of the series in general after just one event? Uh, I'm ecstatic with 32 cars. I mean, I, I don't think you can – you certainly aren't going to find another NASCAR touring series that brings 32 cars, you know, uh, for a 12-hour trip away and, and starts them all. Um, I think it was awesome, and I think it, again, shows that our series has – uh, been very consistent in growth over the last three to five years in terms of adding good quality cars and uh, we're, we're traveling, you know, and that's a big thing to go to Myrtle Beach in South Boston and still have a car count that's maintained that high. And uh, I think it, it says a lot about uh, the modified tour and uh, what it offers for a rules package and what it offers for a purse that's uh, getting some people in the rest of the modified community supporting the series. And I think it's great. And I think uh, there are a lot of new fans that are really coming on board in full force with the exciting shows that we put on and watching us on fans choice and watching us on NBC sports and really starting to learn about our series and about our cars. And uh, I think they really appreciate what we bring to the table. And I'm, I'm really proud of everybody in our series for, uh, the strength that we've been showing and the racing we've been putting on. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. And of course, happy to have uh, gotten that first Mayhew tools dominator pole award and uh, pulling off a win for Mayhew in the first race of the season. So it's been a good start for everybody as far as I'm concerned. You touched on it there with all of the NASCAR wheel and modified tour, as well as Kane and pro series races will be streamed live on fanschoice.tv. I didn't get the chance to make it down to Myrtle beach, but no, it was awesome to see all of those cars take the green flag down at Myrtle Beach. Um, you actually hit something when we first started this interview off with snarky comments, and that brings me to Twitter. You on Twitter as well as um, Bonsignor, Priest, and specifically Stafford Motor Speedway, you guys all go back and forth bantering. I mean, do you guys gang up with each other? How does this work? Because it is by far one of the most entertaining things to watch in the racing world on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I feel like we're carving out our own little niche, you know, and uh, it's pulling some people in and it's, it's getting some people in the full fender ranks, even as super late model teams and drivers and other people. They're like, hey, I saw you and Boston are going at it on Twitter. And it's funny because a lot of what we do is, is serious. I mean, when, when Justin and I get, get on Stafford's case about their pit road not being safe to do the uh, gimmicky one-tire stops that they like to do to try to make racing interesting there again, uh, we are definitely serious about that because we feel like it needs to be addressed. But they come back at us with some funny comments, and, and we're uh, kind of all, in a sense, somewhat respectful, but also uh, kind of go at it as far as we can. And the little photos and videos that we post uh, – kind of just meant to show people that we're we're out here having fun you know i mean it's uh racing is fun and it's supposed to be fun and uh we have personalities and we like to show it and twitter's a good place to do that so of course you know it'd be awesome to get some more followers if people want to come follow me and justin and see what we're all about um you know we uh we've been like this you know we always would jab at each other in the pits and then uh it kind of really started with me and keith rocco going at it on twitter and Keith's kind of faded off into the into the darkness there. Can't even get him to comment on anything. Um, but uh, Ryan Priest joined in, and then Justin joined in, and then with Keith leaving and Ryan going off to 
the cup world. Uh, he's obviously got some obligations there that probably prevent him from uh, being as snarky as we are. But, you know, it's just fun, and Justin and I have a kick at, get a kick out of it and enjoy when you guys all comment on our, our posts. Love watching it on Twitter <laughs> about every week. You mentioned Ryan Priest. He's big time now uh, in the cup world. Will you watch that series more now that that Ryan Priest is running full-time in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series? Believe it or not, the answer is actually yes to that. Um, you know, Ryan and I, uh, as much as we've had our ups and downs in our uh, modified career as rivals, uh, we've actually become pretty good friends in the last uh, few years more so. Uh, I actually just listed his condo, listed and sold his condo for him and Heather up here in Connecticut when they made their move to North Carolina. So I think that shows, you know, that we have a, a really good relationship. And, uh, yeah, we've texted uh, pretty much before and after every race, and I've let him know my uh, <laughs> my displeasures when he's not running good. And, uh, you know, he, Ryan's going to keep it real no matter what. I mean, you could probably send Ryan off to the Cup World for the next 10 years, and he's still going to take the time to – uh, comment on some of our Twitter posts and uh, respond to our smart, snarky comments that we text over to him. So uh, I think it's a great thing for the Modifieds, what Ryan's doing. And as much as I would love to have a personal uh, stake in that, I mean, obviously I, I don't, but it's it's awesome to see him representing the Modifieds. I've said it many times that I think he's a great ambassador for our series and uh, shows everybody that there are a lot of talented people that not only race in the Modified ranks but work on modified race cars and if you go through the pit area down in the cup and xfinity series there are a ton of guys from spotters to car chiefs crew chiefs um, that got their start in the modifieds and and you could just make a really really long list if you really thought about it and uh, it's awesome to have a, a representative on the driver's side now who is certainly more than capable of uh, winning races at the cup level as far as i'm concerned Ryan Priest is definitely one of my favorite drivers to go find in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series garage. Always, always up for some conversation about some modifieds and some short tracking. So, um, always look forward to seeing him. But again, thanks so much for coming on this or today, Doug, and good luck this up and coming weekend. Not this weekend, but the next weekend at South Boston for the second race of the tour. Thanks so much for having me on, and uh, I'm glad to be talking to you guys this early in the season because it hasn't happened in. Uh, really pretty much forever. So hopefully South Boston goes well for the modified. We tested there. I think it's going to be a dynamite race. So I think you guys should all make sure uh, everybody tunes into that one on fans choice. It's going to be pretty wild. Awesome. Well, good luck the rest of the season. Doug Kobe joined us on the guest line here, the winner of this past weekend's race at Myrtle Beach in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. But when we return, we talked to the junior motorsports rookie of Adam Lemke, who collected his first win at Hickory this past weekend. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. It's STP week here at the Motor Racing Network as we prepare to go short track racing at Martinsville Speedway this up and coming weekend. So speaking of short track racing, we've got on the guest line the winner this past weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway for Junior Motorsports, Adam Lemke. Adam, thanks for coming on and congratulations on a win this weekend at Hickory. Thank you for having me. Now, Hickory, one of the oldest short tracks in the country, came out here with Junior Motorsports. What was it like pulling into victory lane and having won a race for such a predominant team in short track racing? It was a great feeling. I mean, we went there with, uh, with the you know image in mind that we weren't we were just going to try to finish the race, especially coming off of last weekend's uh, wreck. So we just wanted to go there and get some momentum behind myself and the team and get ready for next weekend's Cars Tour race. Two races on Saturday night at Hickory Motor Speedway. You finished sixth in race number one and obviously went on to win race number two. How much did you learn in that first race that you were able to apply to the second event? Well, I, I, first off, I learned how much or how good of a car that they can produce. I mean, we made no changes between the first and second race. Uh, we just decided to take the tires off the car and let it sit for, the, uh, for between the races. And, I mean, uh, I learned – just how to work with the team, you know, it's a, uh, I feel like the off track bond and during the, during the race bond that you can make with your crew chief, your spotter and everyone on the team is huge. And that only translates to the performance you do on the, on the racetrack during the races. So uh, it was just learning, learning about the guys and, you know, finally getting uh, behind the wheel of the race car and racing. For those who may not know, you are a West Coaster based out of California. You've made the transition from USAC Midgets to the Junior Late Model Program at Madeira, which we spoke with the promoter a couple weeks ago about that program. But how did it come about to make that move to the East Coast, and how did the Junior Motorsports deal come about? Uh, well, I, I mean, I'm not too sure how it came about, but uh, we uh, I was chosen to the Driver's Edge Program, and that was that is what kind of helped me get into Junior Motorsports and you know, I was coming from the West Coast. It's definitely a huge game changer going into the East Coast. I mean, I'm I'm in these people's backyard now, and uh, they're only gonna you know race me five percent harder than everyone else is, and I'm completely fine with that. It'll just make me a better driver as I move up through the ranks, and uh, it's a, it's been a great time so far. Talk a little bit about your transition from USAC Midget Racing. You were part of the Western Series the last couple of years, and, and obviously you ran the junior late model at Madeira last year. But that transition from 
the the much lighter midget car uh, to a heavier stock car uh, on asphalt. Uh, the biggest transition. What's the biggest thing that you're you're finding the difference between the two? I think the biggest difference and something that I struggled with when I first joined the late model program at Madera Speedway was just the weight of the two different cars. I mean, getting having to get used to that and being able to drive the car, you know, on Fridays I'd race the midget and then I'd go a day later and race the late models. And it was, uh, it was definitely difficult. Just, it was basically like I was relearning the car every weekend. And, uh, but I, I soon became familiar with the car every, every weekend. And it was like, it was less and less of a change for me as I got familiar with the cars. But uh, I would just say that the, the weight change was the biggest thing. The Junior Motorsports Late Model Program has seen a lot of big names come through it, including that of William Byron, who's now obviously in the Monster Energy Cup Series. You've had Anthony Alfredo, um, Sam Mayer, who's up and coming as well. And Josh Berry is the name that really sticks out for me, though. He's seen success in that late model stock program, but has now kind of stepped away as a driver coach. Is Josh someone that you've gotten to work with over the past couple races? And what's it like working with him? It's great being able to work with Josh. I mean, he's, I think I was looking up his, his stats a couple of days ago, and he's won 50% of the races he's entered in with the Cars Tour. I mean, if that doesn't say something, then I don't know what does. Uh, Josh definitely knows what he's doing around the race car and driving it. I mean, if uh, it's one thing to be able to drive the race car, and then it's another thing to be able to work on the car, set up your own car, and then go out and, and win in that car. So to be able to have him as a driver coach uh, when he's racing, and especially when he's not racing like this past weekend, it only helped me, and it was uh, it was one of, it's one of the bigger assets I have at Junior Motorsports, not only driving the race cars and being a part of the team, but having Josh as a mentor kind of. Looking at your schedule the last couple of years, it's been very diverse. Uh, I believe I've seen legend cars. I've seen, obviously, the, the USAC midgets, uh, the pro late models, and, and now you're running for junior motorsports here on the East Coast. What does your schedule look like for this season, and will you be able to get back out west at all and, and run a midget or a legend car and, and some of the, the, uh, the vehicles that you grew up with on the West Coast? Yeah, we, uh, I think as of right now, we have five scheduled midget races. And we're we are trying a new package with a Chevy motor, and we are just we're trying to we're and you know we're trying to get that car set up for the five races that we have scheduled with those, and we're trying to see if we can make the Chevy motor be able to compete with the full midget, and if we can, that'll be great. It's uh, definitely a game changer going from the Ford Focus motor where it it's low horsepower and you got to have to keep the car wound up every single lap of the race. I mean, if you make one little critical mistake. It's, uh, it hurts you for the next two laps until you get your momentum back. So we're trying to get the Chevy motor all work, work together and see if we can get that going. And uh, we're trying to work on some West Coast late model races with the team that I ran last year. And that's what we look. That's what we have so far other than the 22 races scheduled with Junior Motorsports. Now this past weekend, that win did come at Hickory with the local NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series sanctioning, but... The Cars Tour goes there this up-and-coming weekend. Did you guys plan it out to run this Hickory race to prepare yourself for the Cars Tour race this weekend? And does that boost your confidence going into this weekend? Well, for sure. I mean, coming off of last weekend's uh, wreck, that was that definitely hurt us a little bit. But to be able to bounce back and win that race is huge. I mean, confidence is one of the bigger things that helps a driver, in my opinion, be able to win races. And uh, just to be able to know that I'm... You know, I came off a win last weekend, and the car was fast, and uh, we definitely had the car to do it. 
And knowing that I have, you know, Brian Schaefer, crew chief in the car, and I have Ernie, Ernie Mayo spotting for me, and I have Josh to kind of piggyback on for information, it's, uh, it's definitely a game changer for me. And I definitely have a step ahead of the guys that are going there this weekend that, didn't, that, that weren't there last weekend racing. So it's uh, only going to help me. Hannah touched on uh, my next question, and, and you touched on it as well. Uh, the Cars Tour season opener opened at Southern National Motorsports Park. Last week, you were involved in an incident there where every win is an important win. How important was Saturday night and, and just that whole night as a whole to finish sixth in race one to, to, to win race number two just to build that confidence up after a tough start to the year uh, with the Cars Tour just uh, six or seven days earlier? It's, uh, I mean, like I said, it was it was huge being able to win that second race. But in the first race, uh, I kind of just treated that race as like almost like a pra- practice session with other race cars on the track, and just familiar my, familiarizing myself with the car since it was the backup car that we had. And uh, I mean, the car is always not a backup car because we we won that car. It's a great car. And uh, I remember after the first race, Josh walked up to me and said, "Yeah, I mean, I think you have the best car out there, and it's just now up to you to get the job done." And uh, when he said that, I, I knew what I had to do to win. And uh, it was it's a it's just a confidence booster in general, being able to have the team behind me and then having the car to do it. And now it's up to me to get the job done. Always good to know and have proven that you can win at the track you're going to this up-and-coming weekend. Well, congratulations again this past weekend on the win, Adam, and best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. Thank you for having me. There you guys go, Adam Lemke, the winner this past weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway for Junior Motorsports. But when we return, we recap what happened this weekend and what to look forward to as the NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West takes on Irwindale Speedway. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner, every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. keeps your engine running at peak performance. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $28.95. Plus get a $15 O'Reilly gift card and double O rewards points. Extend the life of your vehicle with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Back to NASCAR Coast to Coast, brought to you by Whelan Engineering. Here are Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. The NASCAR Canaan Pro Series West is back in action this up-and-coming weekend at the Irwindale Speedway out in California. And they go to the home of Sunrise Ford Racing, where you've got Jagger Jones and Trevor Huddleston both going back to their home tracks. It'll be exciting, but all eyes are on Haley Deegan as she leads the points into the second race of the season 
Um, no doubt going to be interesting. I mean, Derek Krause is strong as well. Yeah, Derek Krause would be one to beat, and, and obviously Jagger Jones still till still new to the K and N car, and will, may it have some adapting to do at Rowindale this weekend. But you know, Haley Deegan, she's the first female to ever lead in the championship standings in NASCAR. All eyes have been on her since she won last month at the the uh, dirt track, the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Ran her off-road truck last week, uh, I believe fell ill on Sunday morning. We were supposed to do an appearance at the Auto Club Speedway, so hopefully she's back 100% when the K&N cars to check in to Irwindale in a couple of nights from now. Lots of laps around that racetrack for her, whether it be a pro late model, a limited late model, or a K&N car. BMR always makes sure she's prepared, so it will be interesting to watch her this up-and-coming Saturday night. But this past weekend, another short track opened up their campaign, South Boston Speedway with twin 100 laps. And we saw two national champions find their way back to victory lane as Lee Pulliam and Philip Morris both collected victories. No surprise there. And and obviously, will be two drivers that will watch all summer long for the NASCAR Wheelin' All-American Series National Championship. Another good car count at South Boston. Of course, they're back in action in a week and a half when the Modifieds hit the racetrack as well. Also this past weekend, Chase Jones and Wallace Allen split the late model victories at Kern County Raceway in California. And Sam Yarbrough, no surprise there, won the late model race at Myrtle Beach, a race that led up to the Modified race this past Saturday. Well, with all that short track racing on tap this upcoming weekend, we get to go short track racing ourselves as I go to Martinsville. We're going to miss you, Kyle. Two weeks in a row, no Hannah Newhouse. <laughs> um, have fun at the Martinsville Speedway. Uh, obviously, they'll be running with the trucks and the Cup Series. Rockford opens this weekend. Greenville Pickens, Kingsport's going to be a great weekend. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it next week. Thanks so much for this week's episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Rickey. Producers Craig Moore and Brian Yesowich. We'll see you guys next week. NASCAR Coast to Coast has been brought to you by Wheeland Engineering. For more NASCAR Coast to Coast episodes, go to MRN.com or your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved. If you're looking for COVID-19 testing, look into Quest, the lab that's processed over 25 million tests and counting. You can get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at-home options, and get results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's experience and accuracy you can trust from Quest, the largest medical testing lab in the country. So order today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com.